For the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchery as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian living. Bishop Edward Butchery is a son of Bishop Dagwood Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Macarius Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butchery for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. This evening, I'm going to share on something that is important. I don't know why all of you are here. Okay. Beautiful. The title of tonight's message is See Ahead, Prepare for the Future. See Ahead, Prepare for the Future. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, when God created everything, he told Adam something. And that instruction was warning him for what was around. And he took it for granted and suffered. Nobody from the onset of life, you see, anticipates things not working the way it should be. But that's how the world is. Things don't go the way you expect them to go right from the onset. You can have plans, but it's not according to your plans. So I'm going to share on three things that everyone should see coming. And prepare yourself for them. Do you get what I'm saying? Wonderful. So, number one, I'm giving you the three things in the list. And then we'll start reading some scriptures. Number one is to see the evils ahead. See the evils ahead. Number two, see the growth ahead. And number three, see the changes ahead. So number one is see the evils. Number two, number two is what? See the growth ahead. And then number three. See the changes ahead. Wonderful. I'm trying to get my scripture. All right. 
Let's give you some scriptures and then we will go into other things. All right. Where is my point? Okay. Beautiful. Now, look at the scripture in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 3. Proverbs 22 and verse 3. All right. What does it say? It says, this scripture, I've been quoting it several times, so by now you should know it. It says that a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. Now, if you read this scripture, you will notice that one of the characteristics of somebody who is prudent, a prudent person is a wise planner. Somebody who is meticulous, detailed, thinks far. You see, life, there are some people who are not prudent. When you are not prudent, one of the signs of lack of prudence is your inability to store food. That's why in Africa, we produce a lot and it spoils. But in developed countries, you can have mangoes every day in a shop. If you go to shops in America or in Europe, every day you get mangoes to buy. There's nothing like out of season. You ask yourself, and I ask myself, <laughs> how do they do it? Because they know that the, the trees grow, uh, uh, the fruits come in seasons. But what do they do to make sure that every time that you go to the shop, you get mango or watermelon? If it's watermelon that you want, you see, they have started coming. After some time, you won't see them again. When you see them, you can't buy it. Yeah. You can't buy it. Because we are not prudent. We don't, we think that, oh, it has come. You see, as it has come today, some of you, you will eat the thing and enjoy it. If it's finished, it's finished. <laughs> yeah. It's a sign that we are not prudent in the management of our things. So when you're not prudent, you're always in need. When you have, you eat and enjoy, uh, when it finishes, hey, okay. Some people, when they get their salary, that week, you will see that they have received salary. <laughs> hey! Yeah! You will see that they, they will go to the shop, they will buy this, I mean, the house will be, I mean, oh! After two weeks, some people, it's not even two weeks. One week, then, hey! Hmm. Now, they are trying to, yeah. Adjust, I tell you. Yeah. Do you understand? Innocent. Yeah. Yeah. When you are prudent, you plan and you think. But one of the things that characterizes prudence is you know that what you have today is not going to be like that forever. So if you want to have it, how do you keep it? That's why some people, when they have little money, 
in 10 years time, that money grows. And some people who have much money today, in one year, everything is finished and they are borrowing. Mm. Yeah. So, a prudent man foreseeth the evil. When you are a young lady and you are not prudent, you, when they, any foolish boy tells you you are beautiful, you are following him. You will sleep with foolish boys and contaminate and, and destroy yourself. By the time, <laughs> by the time you get to a certain stage, the beauty is beauty it goes away. Yeah. Then you see some people who were not beautiful like you ten years back, who today are more beautiful. Yeah, that's prudence. The ability to exercise discretion, taking decisions that prevent you from exposing yourself to evil. Because the things change, the seasons, eh? Lack is a sign of evil. It's like that's not how God pl- planned it. But that's that's the pattern of life. There is seed time and there's harvest time. Do you understand? And when there is seed time, it means that you, you don't have a harvest. So for you to survive during the seed time, you must have preserved your harvest. That's right. So that in the time of seed, eh, you, you still can eat and not be hungry because sometimes you can die before your harvest. Yeah. Hunger can kill you. That's what happened to Esau. And he was called a profane person. He looked at himself and said, I am hungry and I'm dying. What is birthright? You, you see, he didn't think far. He was thinking of his stomach. To the, stomach, have you seen somebody who is hungry from morning to evening and dies? Have you seen some before? Yeah. You have gone, left the house in the morning. You have come in the evening. You have not eaten. And you are so hungry that you say you are going to die. So your birthright means nothing. He is not prudent. You sell your virginity for iPhone. That phone, within two years, you won't like it. Not even two years. One year. One day you, you, you start, you want to download something. They say, you, you can't even find the thing. First of all, when you open the app store, you can't find the app because your, your operating system has passed. It's outdated. Yeah. There are some iPhones, you can't download Zoom. You, you can't find it on the app store. Can't find <laughs> If you sold yourself for such a thing, you see that you, 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 you are a useless, empty person. You didn't think far. You didn't value that thing that you have. You sold it for a morsel of bread. Yeah, chicken and chips. Chicken and chips. Shawarma. Huh? Yeah, shawarma. Yeah, hair, shoes. You are not prudent. Hmm? Yeah. If we are serving God and we don't apply prudence, wisdom, discretion, every day your energy, your intellect will not go to serve God. It will go to serve the world and the devil. Yeah. A prudent man foreseeth the evil 
there, you see, there's an emphasis. There is something that confronts us. It is called the evil. It doesn't, it doesn't discriminate. You can fast and pray. Jesus Christ fasted 40 days, 40 nights, and he was hungry, and he was led by the Spirit into the desert. And when he went into the desert, in his spirituality and in his purity and in his power, the devil came. Evil came. Yeah. And you think that you, you, you won't, evil will not confront you. When you don't know that there are things that are determined to distort your life from the onset, you will take things for granted. You, you don't see that there's an evil ahead. Yeah. Isn't that when you see children playing by the roadside? They're running, running. Whether a car is coming or they are oblivious of the fact that a car can just run them over as they are. I've seen children play and just run in the, into the road and if you are not careful, you will run over them. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and he hideth himself. How do you hide? Some of you are all over. You see, today, social media, all kinds of things are there. You see foolish people, empty people who have nothing, who portray happiness. Yeah. People are depressed, who portray happiness. And if you are not careful, you will be following such things. When you see people posting videos and dancing, and you know, they have done makeup, they have worn nice things, and they, they turn their faces, and then they do things, and they, 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 they play some music, and then they are dancing. Hey! It, you, you see it, it it's nice you, you, you want to do some many of such people are very unhappy you see one day I saw a certain sister uh, online with her things so I asked her because I know her I know that that person if a man comes to me and says that I want a wife and I've met this woman I will tell you, brother, you have met a pig. Yeah. You have met a pig. You can't marry her. Yeah. Yeah. You have met a pig. I will never recommend her. Beautiful girl. But she's empty-headed. And she has no direction. She doesn't listen to anything. She, she's distorted in life. She's not going anywhere. And all she does is hang out with friends. Hang out with friends and go to places and post it. If you see it, you, you'll be attracted. you think that she's, she's enjoying life. If you're not wise. You see, many young people, you see things that are foolish, but it appears attractive to you. Yeah. There are people who are very empty you shouldn't follow. Yeah. Very empty. They, they, they can't offer you anything. They, they are projecting emptiness and vanity. You see, projecting foolishness is not a good example to follow. Yeah. And that's how they are. They are not prudent. They can't, get, they can't sustain a job. They can't keep a job for even three months. They don't want to go to school. They don't want to submit. They can't stay in church. You can't correct them. You can't teach them. You can't. It's like, you know, and they are all over. And every day there's emptiness. Depression. 
and they cover it up day by day with postures of happiness, following people and dressing and making, doing makeup and, and showing their faces and things. And it's only vain people. And the Bible says, the simple pass on. You are a simple person. The Bible, when the Bible uses this word simple, it means an idiot. Yeah, an idiot. You look at these things and you are impressed. Yeah. And you you will be punished. But you see, when you when you when you when you keep yourself away from a boy at this age of your life, people may laugh at you and say, As for you, you are you are what? Colonial, you are what? You are outdated, you are what? You are sister born again, sister spirit spirit. Eh? Jesus' daughter. They can let them call you all the names and let them have all the fun. They are passing on and they will be punished. Yeah. Simple. People are idiots. They march. We are marching. Not to Zion. To foolishness. They march. They follow foolish things. Yeah. Yeah. And they they pay a price. Hmm. That's how it is. You see. When, 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 you are, when you start a church or when you see new believers, you see people who are living in the world who are not exposed to God, who have been doing things, and your love and your understanding for God makes you, you know, motivated to love and care for them. As you are teaching them, they look at you and it's like, oh. Yeah. What you say they shouldn't do, they are sitting there laughing. <laughs> Immediately you end the service, they are going to do it. Yeah, because you see, they, they don't, they don't, the, the spirit of wisdom is not there. They are not prudent. They don't know that those things, pleasure, eh? This body, it likes sweet things. And sweet things are the killers of this body. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 When you are young, you sleep a lot, watch TV a lot. You don't know that a day will come, eh? If God blesses you and you have money, you have TV in the house, you won't watch it. Yeah. Because TV, what is TV? Yeah. The people who created the tablets and these devices that we use, many of them are not addicted to their tablets. They don't use it. They don't use it. Because they know that if they spend uh, six hours a day on their phone, they can't think and plan and make money out of that thing. By you. Your simplicity gives you addiction. Instead of sleeping in the night, you are on the tablet chatting, watching uh, uh, TikTok and idiotic jokes. Yeah, and laughing. <laughs> One sister, she was in a bathtub and she was charging her phone and, 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 and watching videos. And she had an electric shock and was electrocuted in the bath. Yeah. Another guy, sleeping and watching something and earpiece charging the phone with earpiece, watching something, and there was a power search, and then... 
Mm-hmm. What is your problem? Even the people who created the thing, they don't use it that way. Sometimes they will tell you, when you are charging your device, don't use it. Yeah. You're not prudent. The mobile phone is, the, if you know the emissions that come out of it, and you put it under your pillow, under your head. When I get a call, I don't put it on my ear. So. Every day, speaker. Speaker phone. If I'm somewhere, I don't want anybody to be around me. Either I move away or something. But every day, your phone, and the thing is hot. The radiation that comes out of this thing. There is evil. There are things that are meant to destroy you. Some of you, when we are saying, when you are young, you you not. When you have too many friends, today you are here, tomorrow you are there, you are following this one. When they tell you right now, some of you, hey, you don't understand it. Look at us, as we have grown. We don't like, we, 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 we know friends. We have been to school for years. We have lived in places. We know people. My phone, I have a lot of people. Recently, I was deleting names of some people that I may not even call. <laughs> And meet. I realize I still have more people that I know, but it's like when I wake up, I don't take my phone to ask who should I call. No. When you are young, you are always looking for who to go to, where to go to. And all see all these things, they are distractions. But you not you you don't know because the reality is that as you grow, eh, you realize that look, even if you have a car, you you don't. If I move my car, I'm going somewhere. Yeah, I don't stand up and dress and sit in the car and like play music. Then I'm looking around. When I see some girl, no, Papa, Nakala, for them. City Gambia. Oh, come. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Charlie, I have no agenda. Yeah. Ah, boom, boom, cha. Boom, boom, cha. Hey. <laughs> I tell you. Nakala. <laughs> yeah. mm. A prudent person, when you are a Christian, eh, see things that can distract you. Young girls, young boys. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have a focus. There is something that is ahead of you. When you are in school, they say study. You, some of you, every day they ask you, do you have homework? You don't have homework. <laughs> if you don't have homework, give yourself homework. Yeah. Me, I do homework. Me, when I listen to a message, I have homework. Any message that today I was listening to some messages. Oh, hey, something was happening to me. I started to do my notes. I said, what a blessing. And I have some scriptures that I've discovered. I mean, I've read them before, but I've understood them more, and I'm going to go into it. Yeah. A prudent man. If I don't fill myself with the word of God, I'll fill myself with nothing. Can you see? Pastors backslide. There are pastors who don't listen to messages, who only come to preach. They don't pray. They don't listen to messages. They don't wait on God. Hmm? Just like students who are not serious. There are also pastors who are also not serious. This is a leader service. So 
you should be wide. You are quiet too. Oh. Wonderful. Okay. Number, we are still on number one. Okay. Matthew chapter 18, verse 7. Are you there? You see, the first point is that see the evil ahead. Three things every Christian, every leader must see. Number one, see the evil ahead. Number two, see the growth ahead. And number three, see the changes ahead. I'm talking about the evil first. Now, look at this scripture. Jesus spoke and said, Woe unto the world because of offenses. One of the evils in this life is offenses. And as for offenses, even little children can be offended. A little child can be offended in their father. Sometimes fathers and mothers make promises. Yeah, we make promises to the children. And when they remind us, we get angry. <laughs> yeah. And you see, as for a child, the expectation is that as you have said it, you do it. <laughs> yeah. That's how it is. So, offense, eh? nobody teaches people how to be offended. Everybody, once you have expectations, you, you, are, is, you are likely to be offended. Because any time a promise is made, sometimes the promises are not fulfilled in the time frame that you expect them to be fulfilled. There are things I've told my children I'll do. They'll keep asking me. I tell you, don't give me pressure. I'll do it. But it's not like, once I say it, even God, when he promised uh, Abraham a child, God, eh? <laughs> God who created everything in seven days, one child, he, we don't know how long it took for him to form Adam out of the uh, earth. He could have given Adam, uh, uh, Abraham, a child just like that. Yeah. 25 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 25 years. Yeah. 25 years. You, you have not lived with your father for, you, you are 15 years, you are disappointed. <laughs> eh? nobody here has been married for 25 years who has been married for 25 years apart from mama bori the grandmothers and uh, auntie mama and uh, nobody has married for 25 years eh? your children are not above 25 years eh? so just imagine your husband has made a promise your husband has made a promise up to now you are not seeing it and you are, you, now you have developed high blood pressure <laughs> and you've been married for five years or even ten years and you are you, every day talk, 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 talk hey. 
war unto the world because of offenses. You, you see, when, you, when we marry, we have expectations, I tell you. Yeah. Women have it. They expect their husband, do this, do this, do that, do that. Which we have expectations of you. Yeah. And it's not only women who are offended, men too are offended. Yeah. And it's an evil spirit. Offenses are evil. It must needs be that offenses come. You can't, you can't stop it. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Don't be a source of an offense. Sometimes some people deliberately offend. Yeah. You see, offenses come whether it's deliberate or not. If somebody makes it, I mean, put it in the context of God and us. God has, you became a, a believer. You believe God. You hear things. Pastors prophesy and say things. Yeah. But you are in the church. There are people sometimes they receive prophecies. You get a husband. You get this. They have been in the church for five years. No husband. When they look at the church, only small, small boys are coming. Yeah. And then the pastor is preaching against marrying outsiders, marrying unbelievers, and he looks at the church. His type is not coming. <laughs> if you are not careful, eh, you follow offense and you choose somebody. Where any choice that is made out of offense never brings you a blessing. It, it exposes you to evil. Mm. Never make a choice because you are offended. When you are hurt, don't decide. Yeah. Because a prudent man, he seared the evil and he hurt himself. When you come into offense, which is an evil thing, hide yourself. You see, hide yourself. Because you are in the midst of something that can destroy you. Save yourself. When you come into an atmosphere or you get to a season of your life, hey, Me, I've seen people who have married, men who have married women, and they've lied. They've, they li- I, I mean, I know one guy, he married a girl, not knowing, he had two children outside, and he, de- he didn't disclose it. Yeah. And, and, and he was looking after them, which is not a bad thing. But he was able to hide it for more than a year and a half as he was in a relationship with them. Girl, with a new wife, and the, the the sad and the dangerous thing was that he was still seeing the mother of the children. Yeah, even though they were not married and they were, you know, it's like he, he has been in a relationship with the woman and they have two children. Can you imagine? And he has been promising her marriage, 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 and then Charlie, he moves from. Where he is and comes on that place and meets this girl. And marries the girl and he's still looking after that woman and the children. And when the wife discovered it and asked him, he disappeared. Yeah. He got angry. Yeah, it's my life. It's my life. You can't interfere. Because you see, no woman will, will, you see, when you see it, even though maybe 
it's like the person means well to you. You will be afraid of him. You wonder what kind of a person. So the, the lady wanted to understand. Why did you hide it? And he couldn't handle the pressure. He said, I don't like women who give, me, who give me pressure. And that was the end. Up to today. Yeah. Hmm? When you get into such a situation, eh, hide yourself so that you don't become contaminated. Because you can, you, you, there are some things you may not choose to do, but you find yourself in that situation. That's how evil is. And I'm going to show you something in Genesis chapter 3. Look at verse 1. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Genesis 3 verse 1. Before verse 1, let me read something. In verse 2. Let me read from verse 18. When God made Adam, God created the rivers and other things. Euphrates, when you read, you see all those things. Then in verse 18, he said, 2.18, chapter 2, verse 18, please. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Verse 19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Verse 20, 20, 20, 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam was not found and held meat for him. Verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Whoa, man. Therefore shall a man, this is the wedding scripture that you, you quote all the time. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh and they were both naked, the man and his wife and were not ashamed. You see, the, the, look at this instruction. Go back to that, that scripture, the last one. You see, when you read it, it is like, wow, once you have a woman that's the beginning of enjoyment. The two of you are one. Nothing will come in between you. And that was the simplicity of the mind of Adam. But look at chapter 3 verse 1. Now. It starts with now. There was. Or the serpent. Was more subtle. Than any beast of the field. Which the Lord God had made. So when Adam was naming the things, he didn't know that one of the names that one of the things that he named was more subtle than every other thing because he was able to interact with all the animals. That's the supernatural quality of the creation of man by God. Yeah. And now there was one among them that he didn't think would become a problem. And he said unto the woman, 
He came in between Adam and Eve. Because Adam never imagined that, oh, me and my wife, we are the only people here. Nobody can come in between us. God has given us all this beautiful river, this garden, all these fruits, all this food. He said, we should, I should till the land, make it even nicer. Have dominion, replenish the earth, give birth. You know, oh, I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy. And he didn't know that in the midst of that beautiful creation, there was a presence of evil. The prudent man seared the evil. And he hided himself. He, he was walking around naked, not afraid, not ashamed. Yeah. Oblivious of any danger. But there was somebody called the serpent whom he didn't know was subtle. He was crafty. He was clever than all the beasts that he had named of the things that God had made. And he came to the woman. He came to the woman. The woman was only used to listening to the man and to God. Some of you when you enter a relationship, when you see somebody, oh, everything. There are many women, when they are getting into a marriage, what the man has said is enough. They won't listen to anybody. They won't listen to their pastor. They won't listen to their father. They won't listen to their mother. It's only what the man has said. They will follow that man into the marriage. But when they enter the marriage, they didn't know that there is something that is more subtle. Yeah, that's evil. You see that another voice will come. Yeah. Another voice will come. And that's exactly what happened. Another voice appeared and said, Had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. You see, when God is making promises to you, there are people who hear their promises. When God is instructing you, there are people who hear the instructions and their only plan is to come and twist what God has said. Yeah, that's how evil is. Because the, the, what, what Satan was able to do was to introduce offense and mistrust into the life of Eve. Look at it. Had God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Did God say that you shouldn't eat of all the trees? That's not what God said. Verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but, yes, verse 3, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. As Eve was talking, Eve didn't know that this serpent was her enemy. Because they were used to all the animals. Everything that God, God created was put under their control. But they didn't know that this seemingly harmless interaction was from a devious mindset. Very dangerous. And she listened and she was explaining what she knew. And she said that God didn't say that we shouldn't eat of the tree. He said we should eat everything. But there is one tree that we shouldn't eat. Which was the truth. You see, the liar came and said that has God said that you shouldn't eat off all the trees? It's like, God doesn't want you to have control. You, you see? But she corrected him. And then he, he came back again and said, go on, verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. When God said you shall die, when you eat, 
He is telling the woman that you shall not die. Yeah. You shall not die. Verse 5. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Immediately, Eve will feel that, ah, so God wants to hide something from us. You see, that's, you see one of the things that bring offenses, when you feel that somebody doesn't love you, and somebody's not telling you the truth. Yeah. Immediately you become offended. You can become offended in your father because you have met a boy who tells you things that your father didn't tell you. Yeah. 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 And if, if you are not careful, that thing, you, you become offended. So you lose trust. What, you see, it must needs be that offense should come. But woe unto him by whom the offense comes. Satan, when you become somebody who offends, eh, your punishment is, it is better you were not born. Mercy. If you read the scripture, I will tell you. And that's how evil is. Evil's, the main purpose of evil is to, is to distort what God wants to do with you. That's why sometimes when you are in the church, the things that you are hearing, they are your lifeline. But you, you, you hear something else that will let you question the person who has been speaking to you. You live with your father and your mother. No, there is no, even, excuse me, if, if your father is a witch, a wizard, your mother is a wizard, their purpose and their spirit it will, will be to protect you. But somebody will tell, these people want to kill you. Immediately, you, see, you become offended in them. When you feel that somebody wants to deny you of what is due you, you will swap, you will change towards that person immediately. And that's exactly what happened to Eve. Yeah. When you don't know that evil, evil, it, it, it comes as like a friend, an acquaintance. It's very appealing. Look at the way he's talking. No, God knows that you will not die. Because can you imagine God says you will die? Hey, you will be afraid. You will be afraid. But he's now telling you that you won't die. But rather, you will become like him. And your eyes will open. It's now you don't see things. You don't see things. When they tell you don't have sex, you want to go and have sex so that your eye will open. It's not your eye that will open. It's your stomach that will open. Yeah. The spirit will enter you that shouldn't have entered you. Yeah. You become, you, you see, you, 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 you will be confronted with good and evil. And you always swing towards the evil. The Bible says a prudent man, he seared the evil and hided himself. But when an evil person is enticing you, he exposes you to the evil and you fall into it. But a wise person, he keeps himself away. That's the difference. There is a time for you to know what is right and what is wrong. And, and your decisions must be that. What is wrong is what I walk away from. It is not when somebody introduces, introduces evil to you and you choose to do evil, you have encountered the serpent. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you didn't think that the evil would destroy you. That's exactly what happens. Number two. 
See the growth ahead. So number one is that see, the, see ahead, prepare for the future. So number one, see the evil ahead. Number two, see the growth ahead. Why did God give the instructions to Adam and Eve? It was to preserve them so that they would have dominion over everything. But when the serpent came, he distracted them so that they would lose everything because immediately they obeyed him. They lost even the very place where their life was to start from their home. If you lose your home right now, you can't think. If, I mean, you are living some, you have paid rent, your landlords come to tell you that, hey, uh, tomorrow I need my keys. You see that you can't sleep. You can't think. You can't plan. It affects you. When your home comes under attack, that's exactly what it is. Whatever has to come out of you in terms of thinking and planning goes away. And immediately you're looking at solving that problem. A distraction has come. Because you see, the devil knows that when you have peace, you fulfill every purpose and plan of God. So he comes with confusion. God is not an author of confusion, but of peace. Very true. Yeah. So he, he, when he tells you something, immediately you want to change. You want to move out from your father's place. You want to move out from your mother's place. You don't want to listen to your father. You don't want to listen to your mother. You don't want to listen to your pastor. You don't believe your pastor. You don't trust your pastor. It's like, so anything that has been said, that probably built your life to a certain extent, you, you begin to cut yourself off from all of them. You, you start removing all the, the landmarks of teachings and foundations of truth that has been laid in your life. You start removing all of them one by one. And you expose yourself to the light. You become, it's like there is no desire to do anything, to fulfill any plan that your father has for you, your mother has for you, your pastor has for you, any person of response, uh, responsibility or authority over you. You don't want to submit. Yeah. Because the devil is anti-growth. Matthew chapter 16. Sorry, verse, uh, chapter 18. No, 16, yeah, 16. Verse 18, brother. Yeah, 16, 18. You know the scripture. Start from 15. 16:15 He said unto them, "But whom say ye that I am?" And Simon Peter answered and said, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God." Jesus was with the disciples. And he asked this important question. Why was he why was the question important? He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 17. And Jesus answered unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but by my Father, which is in heaven. Verse 18. And I say also unto thee, Thou at Peter, 
And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You see, the promise that was made to Peter was that upon you shall the growth and the expansion of my work be laid. And nothing can fight it. And that's exactly what is happening today. But you see, how did it get there? It came first of all. For you to see, see the ability to grow comes with the recognition of who God has sent into your life. And what the person means. Jesus said to Peter, when Peter gave the correct answer, because he had, when he asked, the other disciples were saying, some say you are Isaiah, some say you are uh, this, some say you are John the Baptist, some say you are Jeremiah, some say you are this, all kinds of people. But then Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus said to him, flesh and blood have not revealed this, but my father. It's like, if, if, you, if you will grow, you have to have a revelation from God himself. A certain understanding of what God means for your life. Because God's promise to Adam and to uh, uh, Abraham was growth. Have dominion. In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And it has never changed. Christ came to fulfill it. You see, so your, that acknowledgement is very important. If you understand it, you become stable in the person that God has raised over your life. You don't fight and resist that person. Immediately you come to that point. It's over. And Satan knows this very well. He's, he's wiser than many of us. In fact, the Bible says he's, he deceived the whole world. Yeah. People have PhDs, three PhDs, degrees, whatever. They are still working in deception. Yeah. People, human beings have created machines that can fly from here and land on the moon. Do you know that they've gone to the moon before? There are pictures that can be taken from earth on the moon. There are devices that you can use to view the moon. People have gone to space and found themselves back. You, you when they say go to uh, 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 maybe uh, what, what you, you will get lost. Eh? Mm? Yeah. Eh? Eh? Somebody jumped from space. Yeah. He jumped from space and entered earth. Human beings. Yeah. We, you see, we are very We can do things that are unimaginable. But there is somebody who, who, who has power to deceive all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the reason why Satan's strength must not be taken for granted is because he knows that see, it, it is not our going to space that makes us important. It is, it is the winning of the heart of people for God. That's what growth is. The world has not grown or become better because we've gone to space. What have they discovered in space? Eh? Have they brought water from space that will make us live? Have they found anything from space that they, they, they have applied for us to live long and not to have sicknesses? Oh. Eh? 
people are just it's a it's like it's like some escapade they just are fascinated by creation and wants to see what is out there when jeff bezos went is it jeff bezos who went up for nine minutes is it nine minutes and came back yeah when he came back he said the, the earth is small it's like he was surprised that this place is very small and look at where we are we feel proud <laughs> yeah i don't know what lesson i don't know whether it has led him to fear god no you see we can do things but let me tell you something if god is not in it it is empty this morning when bishop was leading the prayer he said he went to korea he said he sat in a car then then the warning came and the warning was that the engine is on but you see there's no sound some of us all of us if we go and start our car downstairs we'll hear it here <laughs> eh? if pasabala starts his motor we will hear the motor <laughs> ah, it's like hey. and it's not like electric car petrol engine no sound yeah yeah we are we are creating and inventing things that baffles the world but there is somebody who can still deceive you hmm. yeah somebody who can deceive you and the reason why he, he he deceives is because he knows that if we follow god eh, and we see evil and we we hide ourselves we will grow it's not about going to space jesus christ didn't find it important to go to space Eh? It's not, look at people who have billions of dollars and they fly to space for nine minutes. Every minute is two million. Is it two million dollars or something? Yeah. Every minute. The, the, the amount they spent to go and come. Every minute is two million dollars. <laughs> yeah. What, what has it done? Yeah. Yeah. People have created missiles that can kill, wipe the whole world out. Others have also built other missiles that can intercept. <laughs> yeah, it's like we are we create things, witty inventions, but in spite of what we do, there is somebody who can deceive you. That's a, that's why we shouldn't be proud. The reason why people are proud is they feel invincible. It's like they feel too powerful. It's like nothing can touch me. me no. You know who we are? You know what we have done? Mm. Yeah. See growth. God wants us to grow. If we sit in this church and we don't see that God wants us to grow, you see your mind, that's why some of you, if, if, you, if you see what growth is, you yourself, first of all, you'll be stable and you allow God to grow you because out of you shall flow rivers of water out of your belly. Living water. It's like you will be a wellspring for people. But some of you, you don't, you don't see that. It, it doesn't mean anything to you. So you don't like and you don't understand that your ability to affect people. Look at what Bishop does. 
And what he, that's why some people criticize him. I look at them, I see evil in them. That somebody who can change somebody like me, eh, who can speak and change me from my ways, eh, and, and the way I see life, I respect that person. It's a godly spirit. Yeah. And then I also now come and I also affect people. And I'm, I preach and teach people, bad boys, bad girls, who change. And become stable, become pastors. Yeah. Me, when I was becoming, when I, people heard I was a pastor, some people were shocked. shocked. Me too, there are people I appointed pastors. People were surprised that they, 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 they are pastors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's a blessing. That's, that's it. Yeah. What, what do you see? What is important to God is also. He said that replace, fill the earth with people. Ah. What is a car? What is a, 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 a whatever you can create? Build a bridge, whatever. Fine, but that's not what will make you grow. It is when you have people, and I will give people for thee. Our inability to see growth, to stabilize ourselves, is a very dangerous trend. You must escape it, because Satan is anti-growth. He doesn't want another Pastor Moses to come, another Pastor David to come, another Pastor Bala to come. No, 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 no. He doesn't want another uh, abundance to come. Always, you, sister, you are singing here. Go, go to Senegambia. You will see young, young girls. When was it? I was with my children. When was it? I don't know. When. Was it Friday evening? Or, no, one of the evenings. So, little, little girls were by the roadside. I was surprised. Little, little girls who, I'm sure maybe 14, between 14 and 17. Yeah. I didn't know that they were also there. Yeah. Yeah. Short, 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 short things. I'm telling you. Mm, children. So it's not only grown-ups who are there. Little children. Little children are also there. That's how the devil is. Then you see that some of these parents... They don't want their children to be around the church at all. No, 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 no. And is it money? You see, when your child goes out and goes to do whatever it is and brings money, it doesn't show that the child has grown. No. Some people can live for, you see, growth, eh, it is almost like it comes with time. But the fact that you have lived for a long time doesn't mean you are grown. You can, you can be old and diseased because things are not working well. If you don't plan, when you see something coming up, you plan for it. Yeah. You plan for it. You make room for it. If we sit here and we don't see ourselves growing, hey, you will see that Charlie, at a point, eh, depression comes in. Mm. People are giving birth. People are also dying. <laughs> yeah. But life must go on. That's why in countries where they think, like Germany and, and, and other European countries, they planned for years that it's like they projected their growth based on families that will marry. And an average family has two children. So they have built 
and, and prepared places for people to live. But you see, when evil came here, eh, they stopped marrying and they stopped giving birth. So the place they realized that the places were becoming empty, so they allowed Turkish people and other foreigners to come in. Like, come and take over. UK. Indians are, and pa- Pakistanis have taken over. Mm. Yeah. Well, you see, it's like God, like we have to have churches. You know, we are building churches. And then the plan of Satan is that you will be offended to stay in the church. So if you, you don't stay and you give birth, your children will also not be in the church. So if, you are not, so if you go to Europe, the churches have become uh, different things. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Satan's spirit is. Old. If we are growing, we should grow with our children. That's why when you are doing something in the church, teach children. Yeah. That's why I like these young people. We do outreaches. We, we visit people. We have meetings. What I know, I teach them. So that they can also stand and talk to people. And they, one day you see them preaching. If, if I'm not here, one of them will preach and they sh- you should sit down. When I was told to preach in the church, it was easy for me. And when I was told to be the pastor, there were some people didn't like it. Yeah. I remember one guy. He, he was a thorn in the flesh. That particular brother. Yeah. He never accepted me. He, even when I was called pastor, he did it. One day he came to the, he left us. He came, I was having meetings. He looked at me and called me Eddie. Yeah. Everybody was. He does, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's how it is. Evil doesn't like growth, it doesn't like expansion. And we have been around for a long time. We should have children, not only two people who play keyboard, or only Pastor uh, Apostle Peter or Bishop Peter who, who leads prayer. <laughs> yeah. like, only Reverend Abed leads worship. When he's not here, nobody can lead worship. It means we, we don't think. We are not thinking. No, it's just like you are a father. Oh, you are a mother. If you are not there, your children cannot do anything. Even bath. They can't cook. They can't clean. Hey. Yeah. You cook nice. You, do, you clean the house nice. Your children can't do anything when you are not there. You are not, you are not thinking of growth for them. Because one day, they should take over. Yeah. 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 We should help them. We should help them. That's why I like it. When abundance is leading worship, you should lead worship. If you don't like it, you are you are some way. You are not growing. You are not growing. Yeah. you are not growing. Yeah. All this, all of you old people, all these old people who have been here, they are all going out. Pastor Moses, you won't see him on Sundays. He has started his church. Pastor David is gone. Pastor Bala is not here. Peter is gone. Yeah. He has started his church. I don't know what Isaac is doing, but. (laughs) Where is he? He has disappeared. 
Apostle Bishop Peter. <laughs> yeah. Make room. Yeah. You're, 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 teach your children. It's like you drive. Some of there are some husbands. They are the only person who drive in the house. Their wife cannot touch the car. Very soon, I'll teach my children how to drive. That's Me, I learned, I learned driving. 1990, I got my license. 1990. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I learned driving before getting my license. Yeah. I tell you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was 18 years when I had my license. Because Ghana does a legal... Yeah, but I, I knew how to drive before then. So when I went for my driving license, when the guy sat in the car, we moved. He said, reverse, park, hold. Within five minutes, he said, let's go back. He said, you know how to drive. That's all. Yeah. My father can send me. I can do this. I can do that. It's like everything you want to do it. It's not everything that you can do. Eh? It's everything you can do. If I come to church, I have to lead prayer. I have to lead worship. I have to uh, uh, preach. I have to do announcements. I have to, uh, they have to take offering. I have to do announcements. Eh? When I finish, eh? count the offering. Dancing star. Choir. Many people should be doing it. The more we have people doing it, the better. That, that's why those of you who sit in the church and do nothing, you are anti-growth. You, you have made yourself rock of ages. You are like the pillar in this building. Whether it is hot or whether it is cold, you are just there. <laughs> yeah. 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 We want active members. There, there are two types of speakers. These speakers are passive. There, there's no power. It doesn't have power directly. Yeah. It takes the power from somewhere. But they are active speakers. Charlie, they got power. The output is nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Abi, do you understand it? Yeah. Go and join your husband. Be a lady pastor. Yeah. Charlie, follow people. Be a mother, not only to Nathan and Ife. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be happy. You see, some of you, eh? Yeah. I derive joy in the fact that my children are not the only concern in my life. Yeah. My children are not the only concern in my life. Yeah. It gives me joy to think of somebody. To care for somebody. As for you, dear, your only concern is your And you see, when you are like that, your children, you overfeed them. They will grow big. They will grow lazy. They will, they will, they will be proud. And one day, they will leave you. Children. When, when, hey, all of us, have we not left our parents? I tell you. Yeah. Sit down. Number three. Final one. See the changes ahead. So you see growth and then you see changes. We have to understand that anything that we do 
has to evolve. It is only God who completed everything. Whatever he did, he finished. The only problem is that when he placed us in, we created problems that have to be solved. <laughs> so, so anything that we are doing has to evolve. Hmm? Yeah. Can you imagine if the, the cars we are using today are the same cars that we used to uh, uh, sit in when we were young? I mean, now the weather has changed. When I was young, I don't even remember feeling hot. I'm telling you. I don't remember feeling hot. Sitting in a car, you want air condition. That's not care to you. The cars don't have air condition. You are happy. The weather is always nice. The rollers, oh. Yeah. Climate has changed. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, things. You see, it's, 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 it's something. Hmm. Changes must be constant. Constant. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1. Ecclesia. Ecclesiastes. This word is always a mouthful. Ecclesiastes 12, 1. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth while the evil days come not. You see, when you grow, your body begins to function differently. Yeah. I mean, one day I said I was, we were going to play football, pastors and shepherds. I went to the stadium. I wore a shirt, just say for pastors. They passed the ball, the ball was coming, and I was just supposed to stop the ball. When I did this, the ball passed under my leg. I was surprised. <laughs> hey! This, I mean, it was a shock. This same leg, that Charlie, you can't cross me, oh. You have given me a nice pass. Uh, nobody's coming after me. The ball alone is coming. I just have to step on the ball to stop it. I saw the ball. I was stepping on the ball, and the ball passed under my leg. I said, hey! Oh, they just come. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> then, another one, the ball went over. So I was supposed to kick the ball because I was a defender. I put the ball down and I went back. I came forward. When I did like this, when I threw my leg, my, I went up and fell down. Bah! And the stadium, people were laughing. <laughs> hey! There was another one. They passed the ball. I ran. When I ran and I got the ball, I realized that I was tired. I didn't know what to do. So <laughs> I just... Hey! <laughs> you see, listen. Listen to me. When you are young, you have a certain strength 
a certain alertness that God uses. Many people, that one, of, one, one of the struggles in the church, look at me, those of you who have been around for a long time, you have come to a point where when we tell you to do the things that you should have done 10 years ago, you can't do it. Yeah. You cannot do it. You may be willing. I mean, I want to play football and exercise, but it's, it's a different thing. Yeah. Mm? It's not easy like that at all. Hmm? But when you have the time, when you are, do it now. Yeah, do it now. Don't don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Why did Jesus use his youthfulness to to move around and did three and a half years? I've finished. Three and a half years. He didn't come to be like uh, Methuselah. Hmm? Live nine hundred and something years. No, 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 no. Those people, what, after the years, what do you hear? Methuselah, what did he do? He gave birth. Yeah, he gave birth. Hmm? He gave birth. And Jesus too didn't come to marry and give birth. So what, what will he be doing? Yeah. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. While the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt, when thou shalt see, I have no pleasure in them. You see, many people stay in the church and when you announce outreach, they are not interested. Where are we going? Outreach. We have been doing outreach. The people, when they come, they go. When they come, they go. This thing, I don't think it works. You follow them. Uh... It's like when you grow and you talk to young people, you, 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 you talk, they don't change. You look at them. Who, what should I say again? You talk, they won't mind you. You talk, they won't mind you. They should go and make their mistakes, and then when they learn from their mistakes, it, they will come back. Yeah. You see, your mind begins to function in a certain way. Hmm? The ability to adapt and to be flowing is crucial. Yeah. I still do outreaches. I go out with people on outreaches. Is it too much to be done? No. It's not. Every week I try to, when I see somebody, I try to talk to people. I have people that I've spoken to. I've kept their numbers. They are Muslims. They are this. They are that. They are that. But I still believe that. Pray for them. Love them. One day you may not know. These people, yeah. yeah. I learned something from Archbishop when he came here. He said he told some people that see me as a pastor who will always be there when you have a problem, call. Hey! Yeah. And I realize that when I talk to some people when they tell me, we are Muslims, we are this, my family will not allow, I say, don't worry. Anytime you have a problem, remember that you have somebody who you can call. You have a pastor you can't call. And I've had some people call me. Yeah. Just to pray, just to do this. Do you think Jesus, when Jesus did miracles, he told them, go and show yourself to the priest in the church. Don't come and follow me. You are only concerned about people following you. People following you. We are doing the work for God. Hmm? There are people, Bishop may never, they will never be in first love in Ghana. But they are souls that he has won. Yeah. And he's doing it. He's, he's, he's consistent. But you there, you have retired. Some of you, you are retired Christians. All you know is just come and sit down. 
and give money. The day you feel like that, you feel like, yeah. The day you have earache, you won't come. Yeah, your ear is itching you. I, I didn't sleep. I, I slept on my, uh, one, one lady said, I slept on my left uh, arm or something. When I woke up, it was, I couldn't feel my arm. So that's the reason why you won't come to church. If you, if you, are, you, you are in your house with your husband, you wake up, you are lying down, you won't cook, you won't do anything. Your husband asks you what? Oh, I slept on my hand. I don't think I can cook today. Yeah. If your husband gets another girl or somebody to cook, don't come and ask for prayer. One of the signs of growth and change is the ability to plant churches. Start churches. Because people move. You see, as we are now, Gambia is now developing. If you want nice houses, you can't get them here. Go down. Go into places. Maria Makunda. Uh, inside Bluefoot. Jabang. Inside those places. Yeah. People are moving there. So we should also have churches there. We should have people who are going there to start churches. By the time people have moved and they've settled. Because, you see, some of you, eh, if you move from here to even 10 table and they say come to church, you won't come. It's too far. It's too far. I have to take three cars. Eh? Transport is expensive. Meanwhile, you are one of the people who pay the lowest transport fares in Africa. Mm. In the world. Yeah. 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 Recently I had in Ghana a journey from let's say from here to maybe Brikama. They are charging 45 Ghana cities, which is like eh? it's more than now now that uh, that's like like two fifty yeah, two fifty dollars. That's like town trip. Can you imagine you are you are taking a van from maybe Banjul to Brikama and they are charging you 250 How many of you would, would, would take it? Huh? Like ba- Barrow won't sleep. Your president won't sleep. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. The, hey. <laughs> People are paying. Hmm? But you see, we make excuses. But we, we should also be wise because l- things are changing. Oh. Life, things are changing. Things are changing. I met some man, he said, he grew up in this area, Kanefim, he and his family. And he realized that, I mean, the only place he can build is go far into Bufut. Yeah. He has gone there, he's living there. I said, everybody's moving there. Hmm? If we are only here, Bakao, Bakao, and you see the Bakao members, they have been here 10 years, they don't come to church. There are people who live close by. They will walk past. As I'm preaching, church members have come to pass. They are seeing the light. They will never enter. Eh? Yeah, they will say it's their church. Mm. 
I saw somebody in a shop. Oh, pastor! <laughs> hey! <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen a person in church this year. <laughs> yeah, pastor! Pastor, we are around, though. It's our church, oh. We'll be coming. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't think of other churches... One day I'll be sitting here, I'll even be depressed. Very true. Mm. Very true. Yeah. And who should, who should go? You, you should go. Yeah. And some of you, when you go and start a church, you'll be happy. It's like you become a branch manager. When people are working in the bank and they make them branch managers, hey. it's a wild promotional. No matter what the branches. Sure. It's a nice promotion. A, a, a pastor is a branch manager. Go and see Pastor Thomas. Go and see Pastor Bala. If you were to be here, ask him whether he will have those people following him. But as he's gone, he's happy. Go and look at Pastor David's church. A church with grown-up people. I've never seen a church like that before. Yeah. We, we, are, we are used to young people. <laughs> when you come to our church, say small, small boys and girls. When you go to his church, fathers and mothers. Hey! Who are praying that their children will come to church? We, 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 are, we, have, we have the children. We are praying that their fathers will come. Me, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's a blessing. It's nice. Mm. And anywhere we start a church, we will buy land. By the grace of God. Yeah. You see, some of you, you should believe God. Move around. You have lived in the family house for how many years now? You want to live there and marry and bring your husband. Nobody will marry and go and live in family house in my church. If you are marrying, you will not move into a family house. Yeah. If the guy wants to take you to a family house, he's not ready. I will force him to rent a place and leave the house. Go and live in family house. They will start looking at your wife. Eh? She will do everything. She will cook for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. To clean the bathroom. Yeah. It's as if you've brought a house help. Every day your wife is tired. Ah. Don't you see that things have to change? Look at Pastor Bala's church. We, need, we, we are going to get land for him. He will get a beautiful land. Build a church. Yeah. It, it has to happen. It, it will, and it will happen. It will happen. It, it's going to happen. Yeah. We are working on it. Soon you will hear. Pastor Thomas has his church. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It gives you a burden. You see, in a certain sense of responsibility and accomplishment, we are sitting here 20 years, this place. When they, they say even give money, you say, what are they going to use their money for? Eh? I have been here for a long time. I have not seen anything change you. Eh? Then you look around and look at this window. Every day, bang, bang, bang. They have used something to tie. Look at, look at what they have done here. Eh? They won't change it. They are collecting money more. <laughs> I don't know why you are blaming Isaac. Is he the pastor? <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, listen. I finished my message. 
Yeah. Things will change. Yeah. Things will change. If we walk with the mind that there is evil, we have to be careful. And there is growth. We have to prepare. And there are changes we have to adapt to. You see that, hey, God is manifesting himself in our lives. And you see, there are things that God leads us to understand when it comes to the church. It reflects in our own lives. Mm. I'm never static. I think of things. Do this for the family. Do this. Do this. Because I also think of things for the church. Mm. Sometimes when you're at a place, you have to move. Have to, yeah. That's a, there are some people, when you have been at a certain place, you have to move. The only way you'll be happy is to, to, to move out. One of the signs of, that's why Bishop moves people out. Because me, I ask myself, I mean, Sally, if I had stayed now in that church, I mean, it's like you, feel, you can become complacent and, and almost you have accomplished everything. Yeah. Mm. But you come to a new place, everything starts afresh. When I was coming, I was very happy. And I'm still happy. I've come to see different people. Hey! <laughs> Who have challenged me. <laughs> Hey, they, they have made me change. I think they can. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, people can point their fingers at you and tell them you are incompetent. <laughs> it's all nice, I tell you. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Because of a, a girl that you want to blow, your pastor says no, you say he's incompetent. She shall allow you to, to, to take over somebody's. Yeah, people should give their comments. But we are blessed. See the evil. A prudent man see the evil. See ahead. Prepare for the future. That's the title. Anybody who is doing business, eh, you must understand that sometimes when you start, your friends can destroy you. Evil. As you want to make profit, people will like to chop. When I started my business, the people that I employed, some, some of them were thieves. And when, when you were a thief, you will go. I one day I caught my people and took them to police station. Yeah, pastor. No, I'm a businessman. At that time, I'm a businessman. <laughs> when you steal a pastor, it's not prayer. It's, it's prayer. But you have stolen the businessman. You have to go to the police station. <laughs> Yeah. Church members. Yeah. Yeah. I one one of my church members, he, he stole, he did things. I sacked him. One. I said, I sacked him and we are still friends. You don't think that I'm bored with you. What you did is yeah. Mm. When you see evil, deal with it. Hide yourself. Hide yourself. See growth. The ability to embrace people. Think. What do you see? Eh? This church must be filled. Amen. Pastor Thomas's church must be filled. Amen. Sifo must be filled. Amen. Fajikunda must be filled. Amen. Kejata must be filled. Eh? First love must be filled. Amen. Look at them. They are here flourishing yeah. under our feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are here. Saturday evening. We have members who have left us and have joined them. They like Saturday evening. Saturday evening. Yeah. Saturday evening church. Yeah, me cry. I'm sure if I was not to be 
a, a church member would have liked Saturday evening church and then Sunday morning you can be in the house and also chill, cry, without feeling guilty. <laughs> I went yesterday, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a blessing. May God help us. Stand to your feet, everybody. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Give us grace, Lord. Not to fall into the trap and into the errors of Adam and of Eve. Not to be offended and to embrace and walk in evil. Deliver us from evil. Make us prudent. Fill us with discretion, with strength, with wisdom. So that we will see what is wrong and hide ourselves. Help us not to be simple-minded and just go into things that will destroy us and bring punishment and curses. Deliver us, Lord. Help us to see growth and to embrace it, to see enlargement and to welcome it, to see greatness and to appreciate it. Establish us in this land. Help us, Lord, to be, to be flowing people who adapt to changes, who see the need to have things done differently so that we can advance and improve upon ourselves. We thank you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless and favor you. May he keep you from every evil. May he preserve your ministry. May you be fruitful in this life. May you bear seeds in your season. May you not wither. May you not be cut off. May the Lord preserve you and bring you blessings and fruitfulness and increase. May the Lord also lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. May you be somebody who embraces change, who is giving to changing and improving and becoming better. You are blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Be seated, everybody. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.